Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pulse. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Overnight success. Enrico, good man. Running the comrades this year. I like your shoes. They've seen lots of mileage. All ready for 2020. Have you all made your New Year's resolutions? What? Are we in church? Anybody have made any resolutions? Decided on doing anything for the New Year? I hope you have. If you haven't, my message is just for you because we've all seen what happens when dominoes are set up and then just one gets tipped, haven't you? And so what we're going to do just quickly, going to watch just a very short, quick video and I want to show it to uh, remind you what is happening when you think of the domino effect. And so I'm talking on how it relates to your life in much the same way as pushing one domino affects all the other dominoes. And so what we'll talk about today at the beginning of 2020 is how one behavior, just one behavior, triggers other related behaviors causing accumulated effect on our lives. And so the domino effect can apply to anything. It can apply to a habit, a decision. It can apply to books. Have a look at this. I think the people that set up those books need to get a life, personally. I think so. But all of what you watch began with just one push. Just one push of one book, and it triggered all the other following that and falling down along the way. It's called the domino effect. And your life is much the same way, whether you know it or not. God created us in a way that our physical, mental, spiritual beings, that's behavior of those three are attached to one another. And behaviors are connected to one another. And the reason that I'm wanting to start this new year by talking a little bit about it is because I feel that a lot of people could be encouraged by understanding. You need to understand that when you take one, one bold step to begin with, one bold habit in your life, you're not just going to add to just one habit. You will literally create a domino effect in your life that will continue for months, years, even possibly throughout your lifetime to make a difference. I'm talking about a positive difference in your life. So are you with me? Are you ready for today's message? Just you're quiet. You slept longer than the 8.30 crowd and you're like half as noisy. Have you had your coffee? Who, had, who hasn't had coffee? Go out there, get one, come back because I want you to say after me, my heart's open, my mind's ready, I won't be the same again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Human behavior is often tied to one another. And so you need to know this. When you make one bold step, when you take that bold step to begin with, you're not just going to add to just one habit. You will literally create a domino effect in your life that will continue to make a lifetime difference, I believe. And this is important. It's important. 
Because it helps you realize that your God-given potential that God's given you is to trigger, I believe, a sequence of positive events in your life that starts literally with just one new habit. Let me give you an example. Once a child embraces the idea of going to bed, going to bed, how many know that's the hard part? But once a child has embraced the idea of going to bed, then getting to sleep or going to sleep becomes automatically easier. Not so? So a smart parent knows that when they create the right atmosphere and they stay consistent with the bedtime, I'm talking about light, same dizziness, dimness, etc., etc. They know they are developing one habit. The one habit. We go to bed. And it's a good, positive experience. And that one habit creates and triggers other habits. So, for example, this one habit is the going to bed habit. The next one is the going to sleep habit. And the next one is that as a result, there's a waking up X number of hours later habit. And there is a rhythm to that that's taking place. They go to sleep at a certain time. That means that they will wake up at a certain time. Which means the next one is they will be in a good mood. With me? Which means the next one, they will go to school ready to learn. They are refreshed. They aren't sleepy. They aren't tired. They aren't grumpy in the morning. They're going to school refreshed, ready to learn. Which means that they learn and they get good marks. Which means that their self-esteem is going to be high. Which means they will have a lot of confidence. Which means they're likely to go ahead and aim for the stars as far as going to college or university or trade school or whatever it might be. They've got the attitude, I'm smart. I know I'm smart. I can do this. Then they get tertiary education, which means that they will have a better opportunity in the workplace. Come on, are you with me? Can you see what I'm talking about? All starts with one. One good habit. This is why the Bible says in Proverbs 22.6, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train. 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 Everybody say train. Train up a child. Now the NIV, it reads a little differently to that. It says, Proverbs 23.6, Start children off on the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. And this is why, parents, it's so important. And you know what? I want to really compliment all of you who are doing this. And those of you who understand this. And that is, it's so important that you attend and you belong and you bring your family here Every week. You see, parents who model that are creating something for their children. And they're creating the going to church habit. And listen, I raised two boys. I know this is not always easy. I know that kids around about four years of old, sometimes they don't want to go to church. At 16 years, they definitely don't want to go to church. Maybe it's like, I don't like the people at church. Don't make me. I don't want to go. Well, we're going to church and we're going. You go to school and you're going to church. 
You know, I've been told in the past by a father, you know what, I'm just going to lay back from the church-going thing. I'll just let my child sort out this religious thing as they choose to do so for themselves. As they grow, they can work it out. And what I really thought was, you're stupid. In fact, you're too dumb to be a father. Why? Because there's no wisdom in that statement. Because actually, you wouldn't do that when it came to going to school. Not so. You wouldn't do that when it comes to your children brushing their teeth. So why would you do it when it goes to their spiritual life and attending church? And so there are things to overcome. Yes, there are challenges. Yes, but a wise parent will hit this button on behalf of a child. And this is what you have to see. That after the going to church habit begins, they do eventually make friends at church. Okay? And when they make friends, they become part of a community. You know, school only lasts 12 years. Your church community lasts a lifetime. And so they, they join and they belong to a community now with people, they belong to a community now with people that are going in the same general direction as they're going. Then they become part of a rock life group where friendships are formed and made, right? Then they come to the place where they say, you know what, I think I'll take my next step. And they get baptized. And then their relationship with God begins to develop. They even potentially, uh, I have lots of examples right here in the front row. They meet somebody special at church. Hallelujah. Gerrit Weinand, Gerrit met Lunel, Jared, Kaylin, I birthed you. Or your mother did. I know your name. I'll get it. Kaylin met Aaron. Jenny met Chris. Dylan met Amy. No pressure. Just say, that's the front row. Right there. They meet someone in church. Listen to me, the best advice I can give you. Are you listening, young people? Don't date someone you wouldn't consider marrying. Did you hear me? Don't date someone you wouldn't consider marrying. Don't even go on a date. A lot of people, they do missionary dating. You know what missionary dating is? They, they're either going out with somebody who's not a Christian or they're not a practicing Christian. They're not active in their belief. They don't practice their faith. Uh, and you, you're a person, you committed to the purposes of God, you committed to the house of God, you committed to God's plan for your life, what are you doing? Well, I just feel, you know, I can help them get to know God. No, let them know God first. Or I'm trying to help them find purpose and a job. I, I believe I can fix them if I go out with them. No. I know some of you don't like what I'm saying right now. There was one person first service really didn't like what I said. But this is not my own idea. The Bible says light doesn't really have fellowship with darkness. Light has to have light. Because here's the deal. What happens is, we're going to work this the negative way. I'm talking about the positive impacts of the domino effect, but this is the other way on my thought. You have one date with that person. 
whose values are very different to yours. That leads to a second date, which leads to an emotional attachment to that person. And yes, they might come to church with you and, and they make you happy, whatever. But chances are, it's not in their heart. And so now you're on the fourth and the fifth domino effect. You are all tied up. You're all wound up. You become intertwined. You're all together in the natural and the physical and the emotional. Oh, we, we getting on. But spiritually, you're not on the same page. And I don't believe your life will ever reach its full potential if you're not spirit, soul, body connected with your spouse. So I'm not saying that you're a bad person today or if married that you need to get a divorce. That's not what I'm saying. Don't hear what I'm not saying. What I am saying is that if you're single right now, heads up. Think about these things. Because one act leads to another, leads to another, leads to another, leads to Allah, another boom. And eventually what happens sometimes is you get so far down the road and it's only when you're far down the road you realize, wow, we're actually on opposite paths. Our, our value system is, is not compatible. I want to go to church, but that's the last thing on their mind. And listen to me, this is true, listen to me. I know quite a few people. He, she wants to go to church, but he, she doesn't. And when they got married, let's just take it a he for this example. When they got married, he, he had pretended that he wanted to go to church. Pretended he was committed to the Lord. He even got involved because she asked him to. But he now doesn't want to go to church because he's got her. He's conquered her. They are married. He doesn't want to serve God. She wants to come. Now she has children and she wants to bring the children to the house of God. But he's not interested. And the truth is he was never interested. Missionary dating is where it started. I hope I'm helping somebody. What I'm just trying to say is just think. And if you're getting really Mad with me right now? Know that I'm just trying to help. If you're single right now, you can create a trigger in the wrong direction. And that trigger in the wrong direction can create a domino effect in the wrong direction that follows you for the rest of your life. Or you can do it in the right direction and make good choices from the very beginning. Listen to me. And watch all the good things that can happen along the way. Because you made a good choice. When you make a single good choice in your life, good things can follow you. By the way, the same good things for someone who... The, the, the same thing that I'm talking about right now goes when it comes to relationships and meeting with people. Goes for someone who doesn't contribute to you doesn't invest in you, 
Don't ever, ever get into a one-way relationship. Can't keep a job. Can't be disciplined in the area of finances. Listen to me, ladies. You can't keep propping them up. They free load off you. Listen to me. Run. Run, run, run. I promise you, you will still be doing it 40 years from now. It won't change. I'll alter him. No, you won't. Comes down to choices. Everything comes down to the choices you make. Every choice you make has a domino effect. We are going to be going into a week of fasting. It's coming up. I'm telling you, your choice on whether to fast or not will impact this entire year. Trust me. And so my goal is to try and help you understand that. That you're one good habit away from a domino effect of good things in your life. Did you hear me? You are one good habit away from a domino effect of good things happening in your life. The Bible doesn't just say train your child. The Bible also says train yourself. Train yourself. Yourself. To be godly. How many know God's not nervous? The rest of you, promise you, God's not nervous. A lot of us are, but God's not. God's not worried. Right? You with me? He doesn't worry, but a lot of us worry over things. Even over these holidays, we worry, worry, worry what's happening. What's happening in the business, right? This is saying, train yourself. And since we know God's not worried, then when we get worried, what the Bible is saying, it's saying, train yourself, train yourself. In other words, you need to step up. You need to speak to that worry. You need to say to that worry, worry, you don't belong here. God is my source. God is my provider. I declare the peace of God that surpasses all understanding over my life. And I will do it 10 times today if I need to. I will do it 20 times tomorrow if I need to do it. You talk to yourself that way. What are you doing? You are training yourself to be godly. Godly means to be godlike. If God's not worried, we need to train ourselves to not be worried. To be like God, not God. How many know God loves people? How many know we need to love people? What does it mean? It means train yourself to love the people that you wouldn't otherwise love. You have to train. It doesn't come naturally. Amen? How many know God is full of grace? Right? How many know that doesn't come naturally? Grace is not uh, natural to you. You are naturally judgmental. That's how you are. How many know that, that you won't naturally be strong and full of faith? You won't naturally pray continually. That's so. You know, you may wake up in the morning and say, Oh God, another day. That's your prayer for the morning. The Bible says pray continually. 
It doesn't come naturally to us. So it means determining that in 2020, I'm going to wake up and the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say, thank you, Jesus, for today. Thank you, God, that I, that I survived the night, that I'm up. You know what? I do it often. I don't take my mornings for granted. I've died twice and I've been very sick many times. Thank God for surgeons. Thank God for the surgeon who wouldn't give up on me the second time I died. Yet an anaesthetist said, it's over, he's finished. And then I took a breath, praise God. I wake up in the morning, I don't take my breaths for granted. You need to train. Everybody say, train. Train. Self. Say to yourself, speak to yourself, self, receive training. So you're one good habit away from a domino effect of good things happening in your life. I taught last year on good things. If you weren't here, I spoke on it from a biblical point of view, and I spoke on perspective, having the right perspective. Get the series if you weren't here. It's, it's a good series. It'll impact your life. But I want to challenge you this year to get a Biblical reading plan for 2020. A biblical reading plan. And as you commit to the habit of reading every day, then what will happen next is that you're going to learn how to have what I call good eyes. You're going to start noticing the good things more in your life. Noticing the good will lead you to have, I believe, a healthier perspective. It will teach you how to be a good finder. By a good finder, I mean you are somebody who finds the good, no matter where you are. Then you'll become a favor-minded person. And then you start to forecast favor in your life. Not doom, not gloom, not despair. No matter what the weather is, when you wake up in the morning, you can wake up and say, thank you God for today. And when you see more good, you say more good. Not so? And as you do that, you will begin to experience more of God's goodness in your life. People who are favor-minded actually experience more of God's favor. I've done a teaching on that, a biblical teaching, because of their mindset that says today is a good day because God is on my side. God is going before me. God is there to bless my life. And because of your expectation that you have, you will experience an increase of good things in your life. But it has to start somewhere. It has to start with getting up with a heart of gratitude and getting into his book. And it sets off a domino effect in your life. Because one good habit, in this case, it's the habit of reading something good, can create this powerful change in your life. And you will literally never be the same again. I applied the blessed life teaching some years ago to my life. Religiously, I applied it to my life. And my life changed radically for good from that time on. The domino effect. Is this helping you? You with me? Back row? Good man. Anybody else getting encouraged? I'm trying to help you get past any hesitation you might have because we think, oh man, oh, I heard that message. I've tried it before, you know. 
I'd love to get a new habit going in my life, but but you know, even reading the Bible, I'd love to read the Bible, but I'm going to be honest, man, it's like really tough, and I, and I fall asleep, and I just read one line, and I get bored, and what I'm saying to you is that sometimes you don't realize the power of that one good habit if you push through. The power of just keep on keeping on doing that one good habit. And here's what happens with the example of a Bible reading plan. When you start with just a verse a day, a verse a day, you read one verse a day of the Bible, something happens in your heart that, that I believe presses a trigger to where your awareness of God increases for the day. Which means actually you start talking to God. Talking to God will begin to happen. You'll begin to talk to God because you started reading a Bible verse in the morning. And then as you're talking to God, He will use His word that you read to actually correct your habits. So you'll start going, yeah, you know what? I read that verse this morning and, and this verse told me that if I'm a man of God, I'm going to leave a, a good inheritance for my children's children. And, and Pastor Mark gave us that uh, blessed life teaching at the end of the year. And, and, you know, I don't have a financial plan for my life. And, and you know, I've just read that verse. And, and now, man, this whole day has it's just been speaking to me. And I've realized it's time for me to get my finances in order. And you know what? I, I need to make some plans. Can you see what I'm talking about? The domino effect. The domino effect. You might read the verse and it says, God loves a cheerful giver. But you aren't one. You haven't been one. You've been grumpy. Now you read that verse and that verse starts convicting you. Domino effect. And it all began with just one habit. I heard about a lady in her mid-40s and she had never made her bed regularly. 40 years old. Not since she left home for college. Unless sometimes if her mom and Fred were coming around and there was a chance they might see the bedroom. Then she might make up the bed. But that nagging feeling was inside of her. So she decided to give it another try. And so she managed to make her bed for four days in a row. Four days in a row, like, wow, well done. Doesn't sound like much, does it? But it's that first habit. On the morning of the fourth day, when she had finished making up her bed, she also picked up a pair of socks. And then she folded a few clothes. Clothes that were just kind of lying around the bedroom. Sounds like a teenager's bedroom. Next, she found herself in the kitchen, pulling the dirty dishes out of the sink and loading up the dishwasher. And then she found herself reorganizing some Tupperware in the cupboards. Here's what she said, quote, It was like making the bed that set off a domino effect of, being, of doing small household tasks. She says that she began to feel like a grown-up. A happy, legit grown-up with a made bed, a clean sink, and clothes put away in the closet. 
End quote. What people don't realize, and many of us haven't realized, and you haven't known, is that scientists and professors and the clever people have studied human behavior. And they say it's not an accident that just after four days of making a bed, she saw the socks. And she was compelled to fold the socks and put them away. Because our behaviors are interconnected. So when she changed one behavior, listen, when she changed one behavior, like just one behavior, other behaviors also shifted. Isn't that encouraging? Come on, isn't that encouraging? Just one behavior changed other behaviors. You are just one habit away from a whole lot of good things happening in your life. And what we want to do, we want to create momentum in the right direction. That's what you want to do for 2020. You want to create momentum going in the right direction. And I know some of you are discouraged right now where you're at, deep in your heart. You want to do something and be something that you're not. And there is a lie in your psyche that says you can't do it. You know you would just love to do it. You would love to get healthier. You would love to develop healthier habits in your life that would cause you to reign in your appetite in your life. But there's something in you that's saying, I've been eating crazily. I've been not going for it. And I know it's not healthy, but but I just can't stop. I can't do it. Or maybe you're here and you say, you know what, Mark, you mentioned church earlier on and, and, and you know what, I, I've really quit coming to church. I quit some time ago and I come maybe once a month, every six weeks, but you know, uh, I'm here today because a friend asked me to come and, and it's just so hard to get back into a rhythm, so hard to get back into the habit of going every single week. And you live with a feeling of defeat in various areas of your life. And my goal is to help you create some momentum in the right direction for this year. Next week, I'm going to talk about the domino effect and we will get into some more practical things. Determined to be here. Make it a habit. I'm going to be in church next week. 2020 is going to be a great year. I want you today to just give you an encouraging look at this concept and to hopefully inspire some of you. Some of you, you know, you've really come to the place. Some of you sitting here, you go like, oh, this is cool, Mark, but you know what, 2020, I've already planned my next step, you know. I know what I've got. I've got this one big habit and, and I want to hone in on it. And, and somebody else says, yo, I've, I've done these three big things, you know, I've got habits and, and I want to lock into it for the year. And some of you have already gone there and you're praying about it and you're excited. But some of you haven't. And no shame if you haven't. But I'm hoping to help you move life forward in 2020 and to remind you that God is willing, that God is able, that God is ready to come alongside you. God is here to partner with you so that you can live a life in victory. He wants you to do that. That you can be an overcomer. That you can live and triumph over the things that have been defeating you and causing you to feel defeated. God is able. God is powerful. And what he needs from you is a decision. 
a real, real choice on your part to say, I decide to. And the minute we do that, it will loose heaven in our favor and on our behalf. I believe that. And the power of the Holy Spirit will, will, will operate in our lives. Come alongside us and help us. He's there to strengthen us. He's there to open doors for us. And I'm telling you, you make a habit, a decision to step out in a habit, and amazing things will happen. New opportunities will be created in your life, and God will do things for your life you never, ever thought possible. And we say, ah, well, I gave it to God. No, it starts with us. Yeah, but Jesus is my Lord. It starts with us. You know, I talk to a lot of churches. A lot of churches are in a lot of trouble. They're going backwards. Their finances are shot. They call me in to come and talk. And I say to the guy, you need a lead. Now I gave the church to Jesus. He's the Lord of this church. Now you need to lead this church. Now Jesus is leading. Now you need to make the decision to lead. Now it's Jesus. No, it starts with us. Are you with me? We need to make a choice. And I'm just hoping, 2020 and today, just hoping that we can help you trigger something in your life. Let's assume you made a bad choice. And today you're living with it. You're here and you made a bad choice in the area of perhaps your finances or, or you connected with the wrong person. And it's a bad choice. And now you're looking at your life and, and all that's going on around you. And you say, Pastor, I, I'm living this life and I've been living this life a, a, a long time. And, and my life, I, I just wish it wasn't this way. I'm saying to you today that you can have a new opportunity right before you now. God is placing an opportunity. You can start a new domino effect in your life. Come on. Yes. Come on. You can start a new domino effect. Don't let the enemy tell you you can't do it. Don't let the enemy say you're not capable of doing it. Don't let life discourage you. I'm going to tell you, probably along the way, there will be interruptions. Oh my goodness, there will be a point when you come to a place where, where things don't move the way you want them to move. And, and yes, you may get discouraged because along the way you messed up. Listen, every time you don't get to where you want to go, listen to me. Don't be a quitter. Don't stop. I want you to know God is always there for you. He's one decision away. God seems so far. Then go back to where you left him. Because he hasn't left you. You can always go back. One good habit. One good habit. One good habit. Well, how long will it take? How long's a piece of strength? It might take 10 days, it might take 21 days. One psychologist I read said it takes 21 days to form a habit. Another one said it takes 16 days to form a habit. I don't know, I'm a bit slow. It could take 30 days, 3 months, I don't know. The point is, make up your mind. Make up your mind that you will start the habit and you won't stop. And I'm telling you, if you get one good habit going, I guarantee you, I promise you, the other good habits will come out of it. Out of that one good habit in your life.
This should get you excited. That's why I put this together. It's so that you can know. You can start a new future now. You know, I've determined to never let the attitude of, oh, Pastor M, it's just another year. I'll never allow that to stop me from reminding people the best is yet to come. I believe it with all my heart. The best is yet to come. The Bible tells us the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy. It doesn't say the sorrow. It doesn't say getting stuck. It doesn't say getting cerebral about this whole thing and trying to work it all out. No, it's going to strengthen me. No, no, no. It says joy, 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 joy. Joy is something you stir up inside of you. It comes from within. Stir. We need to stir ourselves up for what lies ahead of us. We need to get excited for what's just about to take place. It may be a battle. I don't care what it is. But you've got to have something inside your spirit. I will admit something to you. I'll watch UFC. Anybody here watch UFC or you're too spiritual? I like to see guys beating up other guys. So, I just put some faces on them and <laughs> hit him. No. But, 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 before the fight, they always go to the locker room. And when they go to the locker room, the guy isn't sitting in the locker room like this. I'm about to fight a fight. I lost the last one. Three minutes time I'm fighting. No. Whenever they go to the locker room, who, who watches? They're in the locker room. The camera's in front of them. They're bouncing. They're excited. They're talking about the victory they're going to have. The people are hitting them and saying, you're a winner, you're a winner, you're a winner. Am I right? They're not looking at the last fight they lost. They're looking at the fight they're about to win in their lives. And I believe when you get Involved emotionally. When you plug into the enthusiasm that lies ahead, your life will change. And so I'm here to tell you, you have a brand new year with a brand new opportunity. And God has a brand new plan. Yes, God has a great plan. A great plan for you. Come on, you're allowed to get excited with me. You can celebrate with me. New beginnings. They are fresh every morning, God says. And so here's what I want us to do. It'll just take a few minutes and I'm going to ask us just to stand to our feet right now. Let's just stand. Don't walk out, don't leave because this is an important time that I feel. I feel the one thing that will bring heaven down or get it behind us today, is if we just take a moment to thank him for 2019. Just thank him. And then to declare his blessings over our lives in 2020. Is the worship team up? What an awesome team. Precious. You're precious. Precious in the house. It's going to be a good year. Auditioning for the stand? Yes. Yes. So, brother, are you auditioning for the stand? Yes. Lucky you both said yes. All I want you to know is just as we come before the Lord right now, start to imagine 2020 
in a positive way. You see, there's a website, Facebook, called Hashtag I'm Staying. I like reading it because it's full of possibility. If you don't have Hashtag I'm Staying, then you need to start imagining 2020 in a positive light. Have an expectation for what God's going to do for you in your future. Begin to imagine 2020 in a way that that says, I know God is for me. I know God is on my side. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No weapon, no weapon formed against me this year is going to prosper. I'm going to move forward in all God's plan and purpose for me. God's plans for my life are going to come to pass. I'm going to believe that God has good things in store for me this year. Doors will open. Blessings are going to come. It may not be easy. I might have to fight some battles, but I am a champion. I am an overcomer. I have the strength of God on the inside of me. I have heaven behind me. And right now I want you to begin to imagine. Imagine the greatness of God. Think of his greatness. Think of the power of God. He spoke, he said it, and it is. And believe in your spirit. The power of God, the strength of God is upon us. It's upon us. Decide to have the habit. I'm going to speak positive things over my life. Lift your hands as you would as I pray. Father, I declare blessings right now over your people. Hands in the air. Just receive it today. We thank you for 219. We thank you that we have made it through that year. We thank you that we are on the other side of 219. Thank you for the battles you fought that we aren't even aware of. Thank you for the things you did that we haven't even begun to comprehend. And today, God, we would declare the blessings of the Lord upon our lives. And I thank you, God, today that we are blessed. We are blessed going out and we are blessed coming in. We are blessed by God. God, you have blessed our families. We are blessed at work. We are blessed in our marriage. I thank you God that we are blessed on the first day of this year. I thank you God that we are blessed on this 12th day of the year. I thank you we're blessed on the 30th day of the year. I thank you we're blessed on the 365th day of 2020 because our God is a God of blessing. Come on. Our God is a God of good things. And our eyes, God, our eyes are good. We will train them to see the good. And so there will be good things happening in our lives this year. I declare, God, that your blessings will be on us in such a way that no matter what we face, that we will climb up and over it, that we will be a people that walk in high places. I bless the men of this house today. I pray that the men of this house will be stronger than ever before, that they won't just be takers and takers and takers, but they would be men of integrity, that they would be leaders of 2020 so that others may live. 
Make us the men and women and leaders that you've called us to be. Help us to move forward today, God, in who we are in you and who we want you, who you want us to be in our lives. And so I pray for the woman. I pray for the students. I pray for the business people, for every relationship, every mother, father, son, daughter in this house. And I thank you. I thank you. I thank you so much, God, for your goodness and your kindness and your blessings over our lives. We pray this prayer and we believe it.